0: episode 967 of the sleeper in the Bust. it is monday august 9th i'm your host Paul for joined today by justin mason justin good afternoon
1: good morning well, yeah good afternoon i i'm not even used i tried to, to help doing, you out yeah, yeah you, I mean, you like set it up for me on a tee <laughs> and i still whiffed
0: i hate the i you I, I, I usually say morning as well you know so i i kind of made it a point to tell myself don't say morning if you're gonna mm-hmm. point out the day be be right with it. So, yeah, it is afternoon. We're recording on Monday afternoon. Thank you for accommodating me a little bit uh, later in the day. No problem. Give me a chance of a nap. There you go. I love I love a good nap. Um, I know some people don't nap. My girlfriend. Not a napper. Can't do it. What? Even, even when she's, like, dead tired and I feel like an hour would totally rejuvenate her day. She's like, no, nah, I can't do it. That doesn't uh, seem I, normal. I, I nap very well and... You know, a 30-minute one can really boost me back. It's, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm I just very, took a quick 20-minute one. Very pro now. Um, all right, let's talk some news. Um, and a little bit of, of some that you talked about yesterday on the pod with Tim McCullough, but some uh, some updates to them. For example, you guys discussed Luis Robert, but he's actually activated today. And I don't know if you guys hit on the fact that he was like, you mentioned due back this week, but it's today. He's back mm-hmm. Monday. Question is, you putting him in your lineup in every league?
1: I think you have to, right? You held on to him for this long, or you spent money in fab on him. I'd certainly be inclined to, yeah. I, I think the upside is just so huge. I mean, this is one of the things we we talked about on, on the Sunday episode was just that, you know, he's kind of a he's a Mondeski Mondesi esque kind of player where he could steal enough bags, hit enough home runs, rest the way that can win you a league. So. Definitely. I, I don't want to leave someone like that on my bench. Now, I'm interested to see where he is in the lineup, and uh, mm-hmm. I actually haven't. I know the lineup's out, but actually I actually haven't It is say... out,
0: and Robert is batting seventh. Okay. I'd like to see him bat second. But Vaughn getting the blow today. Hernandez in that two spot against a righty um, with Tim Anderson leading off. So Cesar Hernandez versus Luis Robert, it looks like, right now. And you can understand why Robert would bat lower because of his strikeout. You know, history, Mm -hmm. whereas Hernandez is more of a contact guy, although he's really sold out for power this year, only hitting 237, but with a career high 20 home runs already in just 105 games. So it'll be interesting to see if Robert crawls up the lineup there. Obviously, a must pick up should not be available in any leagues. Um if he is, if you have some sort of rule of like, oh, you can't get him until he actually appears in the game, then maybe you're getting him this week. I would go big on Robert because he has the chance, as Justin said, to be an absolute game changer. Mm-hmm. Maybe you picked him up, but you had this guy on your team, and then he becomes an easy replacement for Ramon Laureano, who suffered a PED suspension. He's going to be out 80 games, so that, of course, tanks the rest of this season, but it also pushes into next year uh, You know, with a little bit you know, with a maybe a couple weeks, right? I guess he's been, yeah, now nah, it'll be about ten games uh, thereabouts, so somewhere around there, maybe even a single digit of games. So about a week for Loriana. but of course he's done for this year, so an easy cut. I guess uh, what I'm was curious of is kind of how that hits you when you heard the news. You're like, it's always kind of surprising, I think, when guys get popped for PEDs, but he was taking the one that always gets caught, so. Mm-hmm. He wasn't making very good decisions, and then he went with the old I-didn't-know-I-took-it, which is hilarious because, again, it's like one of the most obvious ones, and he's just completely lying. Um, does this alter your your interest in Loreano going forward, uh, for example, 2022 drafts? Um,
1: I mean, I don't think it's necessarily going to change my interest at all. If he's coming at a big discount next year, I'll probably take it um, mm-hmm. just because... Uh, he, 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 he's such a good stolen base, uh, source, uh, and hopefully this time kind of time off will help kind of rejuvenate him. You know, often people take these anabolic steroids, not to necessarily get stronger and hit, hit bombs, but to kind of help heal themselves from injuries, uh,
0: quicker. Well, maybe that can help with, uh, with the shin splints that kind of yeah. had him running, in in increments really there were there were times on times off as far as Loriano's stolen bases based on the fact that he was dealing with those shin splints so maybe uh, the the silver lining here to to being caught for cheating is time off get healed come back a hundred percent because like we've seen with guys i mean the guy who basically replaces him and now we know why they went out and got such a big piece there it wasn't necessarily to add it was to cover mm-hmm. for the fact that cuz th- they know that loriano like you know yeah. well ahead of that news coming out that he is in trouble and he was appealing i'm sure and uh, so they have marte but marte took the same thing got caught there's been no tangible effect afterwards like you you're not going to like I don't think he's going to come back and be worse. I think Loreano if anything will be better because of the speed component. So yeah, I'll be interested to see where he goes, especially in the early drafts right after the season. And then um, if it's cheap enough, I'm I'm in on Loreano. I'll say that for sure. I know yeah, I mean even...
1: he uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing this three sport draft right now. Um He's gone. He is not gone yet. So obviously the the news, you know, uh came out while we were still about 75 picks into baseball at Mm
0: -hmm. this point
1: we're we're about 105 or so uh so i mean he wasn't gonna be going to the top 75 it doesn't seem like uh so maybe close to where he went last year which felt like about what 120 130
0: yeah and i mean i think i could see it going cheaper too especially as the suspension sinks in and Mm -hmm. and We'll kind of monitor L'Oreal's price. I can definitely see myself getting back in. It's going to be, like I said, a week at the front end of the season. I'm not really impacted by that too much. Uh, Chris Sale, due back Saturday, are you starting him? Because it's that precarious weekend situation where any sort of you know alterations, a weather game, and then maybe he, he's not quite right and he, and he misses. But he is locked in for Saturday as long as he's available and everything goes well. I will say... They are at home all week. I don't know what the weather is like in the Northeast. I'm just saying that is the consideration with somebody like uh, that, that's pitching on a weekend. So would you start sale in all leagues right now?
1: Well, you know, I didn't even think about the fact that they were home all week and that I could probably just check the weather report and be like, okay, because uh, Friday and Saturday as well as Tuesday and Wednesday are like 50% chance of thunderstorm.
0: So that's what I'm saying.
1: I'm now I'm yeah. now second guessing my uh thought process in terms of whether or not I want to start him this week in the only league I have him in. Um I think I'm probably gonna end up starting him in the league I have him in because it's a it's a uh DC and you only have so many healthy pitchers at this point anyways. Um mm-hmm. uh, But man, uh I think that's a tough call. I, I think
0: uh at least there is the extra day right you mm-hmm. for you know, one thing happens and honestly i guess it would actually kind of take a lot because they're not going to move I, I don't think they need to like say they're rained out friday richards doesn't have to start saturday they keep sales mm-hmm. starting saturday right and so they maybe it's not keep even
1: him on whatever schedule they can
0: yeah so and then there is the the protection of the one extra day there with sunday so it's probably not as risky. I was just asking because the weekend guys can deliver a little risk. I think I would go ahead and do it though personally. If I had to say, I don't, but I would. I would start them in most formats. I think.
1: Yeah, I got. I have him just the one uh, DC, but it's a DC where, um, or well, it's an NFBC 50. Uh, but I'm like, I think top 50 overall, uh, and so it's like I don't want to make any major mistakes in that one either. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'm probably rolling with him, Uh, but I can understand if people are a little hesitant to, especially because, I mean, do we really expect him to go a full five uh, and qualify for the win? I kind of do.
0: I mean, unless he struggles, I kind of do, because he has been working on his rehab sale has for a while, and, you know, they're not a rebuilding team. Mm -hmm. I, I think they kind of... I think they kind of need him to to put out a big outing there and it might it might end up being for it's not a guarantee. I do think it's very much on the table though. He's been in the uh 56 to 66 range with his pitches for the five outings. So I imagine that he should have about 75 in the tank here as long as the, there aren't, you know, stress innings where he's throwing 25 plus. And if that's the case, then I think he can get the requisite five that we're looking for, maybe even six. It is Baltimore after all, so if he's rolling through them, maybe even 75 pitches kind of gets him even deeper in the game. So yeah, I would go ahead and start Sale there. Even if I get four innings, hopefully it's like Tanner Houck, you know, where I get a bunch of Ks to at least go with it. Yeah, I like to pick a Cleveland pitcher for me rest of season or <laughs> for I? yourself, really. Do I have to? Uh, yes, Zach Plesac, Eli Morgan. Or Cal Quantro.
1: Okay, so if we're going rest of season, I think I'm leaning act just because I feel the most comfortable about his innings.
0: Oh, um, uh, innings is, is the concern there. I, that's interesting. Um,
1: because I don't know how long Morgan and Quantrill pitch for, whereas... Plesak will just be allowed to throw.
0: I mean, Morgan has 44 innings at the majors and 22 at the minors. I don't see why he needs to be held back in any real That's capacity. Because they still got to make it. Now, Quantrill has been in the rotation a good bit. He has 92. Um, and then another – no, 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 nothing in the minors. Pardon me, pardon me. I, he's I think I mean, if you're going based, though,
1: I, I think Plesak's I'm going Quantrill based on – talent right now or at least the way he's pitching
0: yeah police act's last for me yeah i'm I'm putting morgan ahead of him too morgan's really dialing in here he hasn't given up more than four earned since june 28th that's it's a five start span and over that time he has a 418 era which is not you know knocking your socks off in 28 innings with 26 strikeouts home runs are a little bit of an issue getting deep into the game turning over the lineup is too but he had a big outing at toronto where he went six innings two runs nine strikeouts followed it up really strong against my tigers i watched both of these outings so i got a little recency bias on on eli morgan i will freely admit that Mm -hmm. but i watched him go seven strong against the tigers too and again turning over the lineup is has been the big issue his his first time second time ops is just it's an astronomical difference so it is something to be mindful of with respect to morgan but uh, I like him, and, and police act just hasn't shown me anything. I mean, we're really just going off last year at this point. Otherwise, he, he looks like the guy that he was in 19. Yeah,
1: he's doing the exact opposite of, like, what what he did in 2020 in order to, like, make huge gains, was stop throwing the fastball so much, you know, rely on the slider more. Uh, and he's he's gone away from that. He's thrown the fastball more than he did last year. He's thrown the slider less. Uh, he's... You know, the, and again, this is, you know, a conversation I think we had uh, prior to the start of the season. Like, there's a difference between a pitcher with good control and a pitcher with good command. Exactly. guy has really good control. Like, he doesn't walk a bunch of people, but his command has just been atrocious this year, and it's, it's leading to a ton of home runs. Uh, and when, you, when you're when you just pounding the strike zone but not being able to, you know, locate the fastball, it's going to get hit out of the yard. Uh yeah, no, I think Quantrill is 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 the guy I'm rolling with, if I Same. have to pick one, and then, and then Morgan, because I mean, you just drop them once they if they get shut down. I mean this yeah. in, this in or Guardians team uh, is uh, they're they're not and
0: that could get shut down.
1: I don't think act will because they're they're going to build I mean- up these innings. I,
0: I don't see what I will say. Like, I don't see why Quantrill or Morgan would be more likely to over him is what I'm saying, though. That's fair. Yeah, because Quantrill the same age. They're both 26. And then Morgan. Uh, let's see what his, what his age is. He's 25. So these aren't like babies. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think I think all three could feasibly get to the finish line. But, yeah, like I said. Surprisingly to me, I think, I mean, I really liked Quantrill coming in. He didn't get a role, so had to cut him in a bunch of spots. Actually, I've gotten him back a bit. But then I like Morgan. I, I really like uh, Cleveland pitchers. Obviously, a lot of folks do, so I'm not I'm not special there. But I, I'm, I'm trusting Morgan, and Plesak was a home run machine. Even last year, home runs were a problem, but he walked to nobody, didn't give up hits. So there are just solo shots that kind of accounted for the only runs he gave up. Mm-hmm. Almost... That's almost the truth, by the way. He gave up 14 runs last year, Police act did, and eight home runs. So it, it really was the only way he was giving up runs on some level. So yeah, um, Quantrill, tops for both of us. Morgan, second for me. I think Police act second for you, and then vice versa there at the end. You guys did talk about Andres Jimenez and how he was um, uh, coming up, or did did you hit the fact that he was called up? Yeah, we, we
1: talked about the fact that he was called up. Okay.
0: Well, I still wanted to bring him up because I wanted to talk about him a little bit. I am I crazy or was this not one of your guys coming into the he season? He was one of my guys. So obviously, it has not panned out to the level that that you were were hoping for. And I remember discussing him and and you know you liked him as a power speed guy. He's got two homers, four steals, but nothing else They're really going well. Five twelve OPS. Question is, do you think he can be a game changer down down the stretch here? Do you think his time in the minors maybe got him right that he can play a little bit more like the guy we saw um last year, who was, you know, about league average and uh had that pop with the speed. Eight eight for nine on the bases last year in forty nine games.
1: Yeah, I mean he hit uh ten home runs and stole eight bases in the minor leagues, hit two eighty seven. I think he's gonna be strong side platoon, uh, at least initially, uh, in Cleveland. But I I mean there's no reason for them not to play him and you know kind of see what they got in the 22 year old, uh, that they traded uh Francisco Lindor for, so exactly. And
0: they can have him and Rosario in together mm-hmm. again and and kind of hopefully start putting together that future there. You know, I actually feel a little uh good about this. You know, I specced on Jimenez last week, uh, talking with my guy Greg. We we kind of convene and discuss things each week and. He was mentioning him because he's he's attacking Steeles. He's top 10 mm-hmm. in the overall Greg Martin. And he's attacking Steeles big time. And he mentioned him and he's like, you know, you can maybe get him too. And I was like, I'm over Jonathan VR. So I basically made the switch there between those two. And I think some people might balk at that. Like, oh, VR, do you do you know the last time VR stole a base? Obviously, because I'm asking, you know, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, I'm going to guess but beginning of July. I don't know exact date. Um, I can get it, but because I'm looking at the um, NFPC page where it shows weekly, and it was week 12, whenever that is, and we're on week nine uh, week 20 starts today for context.
1: So his so his last
0: stolen base was June 16th. There you go, there you go. So that's why I had no problems cutting him, and in that time. The batting averages of those weeks. The first one was five hundred, but that's because he was two for four.
1: I was just about to say his his batting average since June sixteenth. Uh, so give it to, for, give me the composite. June seventeenth, yeah. two eleven, two sixty eight, four or four. There, there Six you go. Home runs I probably should have
0: cut him sooner. Yeah. but I like how it worked out that I had, I I you know I was I was chasing Jimenez last week when he was a little bit cheaper. Felt like I said, I felt a little savvy on that one. Thanks, Greg, for uh, for putting that bug in my ear, because now this week people were, were paying, you know, not a I don't want to say premium like he was going triple digit but he was he was much more in focus this week for people, and I was uh, I was a week early there. So I'd lo- I'd love to see him pan out because he can be so dynamic, and Jimenez is one of those guys who I, I, I guess we've been kind of calling it like a Hampson September. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, referencing that, that crazy 2019 September that Garrett Hampson had, Jimenez is a Hampson candidate, yeah? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, so I, don't, well. I don't
1: know that he's going to steal, you know, 10 bases in a month or anything like that, but could he steal...
0: You 10 know, the rest of the way? Yeah, 10 the rest of the way. I
1: think that's plausible, yeah. Yeah,
0: not not, not expecting I'm yeah, thinking no, pa- yeah, do that. Yeah, no, yeah, possible, not plausible. Not expecting. Uh, Luis Heal. By the way, that's Gil. You might look at it and think Gil. It's Luis Heel, throws a gem for the Yankees, then gets sent out. Now now I know it's one of those like Tanner Houck type things. He's basically the Yankees version thereof, um, where you know he could be called back or whatever. But I think we got to talk about it a bit because once things start to get back together with Cole coming off the uh, COVID IL, it might start to get a little clustered. Cole Tyone. Heaney, Nestor Cortez, Domingo Herman, Luis Heal. Now, can Cortez came out of the bullpen? He's done admirably. Heal is a prospect starter, though, and he's pitched twice brilliantly both times. Should he not get the job and force Cortez back to the pen? Mm. Or do you think Cortez is somebody they see as like a future starter? He's 27 or 26. Like I say, he's been kind of like a swing man, multi-inning t- type of guy. Nestor, Nasty Nestor is getting it done this year without a doubt. But I feel like, why doesn't he get the opportunity to be the starter
1: here? I think it has to do a little bit with the makeup of their bullpen already. Uh, they've got a ton of lefties in this bullpen already. Um,
0: oh, Nestor is indeed a lefty, yes.
1: So, you know, that kind of, I think, protects Nestor and Heaney a little bit. Uh, from being sent- he
0: sucks, dude. I am not saying that to Razzie because uh, I know
1: to no, he I, Well, he had, a, he had a nice outing last last, last uh, outing. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, he's
0: not. He doesn't suck, but like, he just disappoints me because yeah, I, I know the hype. Me that more that he, than disappoints yeah, he, you. You you've been into him, but like, just when you watch him when he's good, he's so good. You're like, holy crap! You, like I watched that, This, this is where you get sucked in. Exactly, and, and you, I watched him this weekend, and I'm like, that's nasty stuff. It wasn't even his best out. It wasn't even a true quality start with six innings, four runs. But you can see the goodness Mm -hmm. in Heaney. But I know he's going to get his clock cleaned by, like, Baltimore this week or some dumb shit. Yep. The way he did last time. Four innings, four runs, all four homers. Yeah. He just annoys me. He just annoys me. Anyway, so Heal, what are you doing with him? Because he was a pickup last night, even though he was sent out because people were expecting him to come back. But it's not locked. So where do you kind of stand on him? Obviously moves have already happened, but where do you stand on heel? And were you putting bids in last night um or muting them because of because of the send out? Mm,
1: I uh I did not put any bids on him because of the send out. I just don't know like he's gonna be one of those guys that's a little bit frustrating because you just don't know when he's gonna be pitching. And especially if you're playing in weekly leagues like NFBC is that's just so hard to predict, and you don't want to take zeros, especially this late in the ball game. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: he has to be up next week, I would imagine, because they play seven game seven days, with a doubleheader. So he's going to get... Mm-hmm. Probably, yeah, I think he'll
1: like, probably be back up next oh, week. Oh, I didn't
0: even mention Montgomery. Yeah, I, I didn't even mention Montgomery. So, it really does... like Unless Nestor's going to come out, I don't think there's any room at the end, because Montgomery is just COVID. No, I don't want to say just COVID, but it's not an injury that you know it's going to take much longer necessarily Co- covid is usually a fixed period that isn't too long so Cole and Montgomery will come back to go with Tyone and Heaney. that's 4 and then the fifth spot is Cortez Heel and then Herman when he returns from shoulder inflammation so i guess then how do you feel about Cortez on the long term almost versus Herman with his with his shoulder like what who, who do you value there between those 3 arms Herman Heel and Cortez The guy who's got the game. I really like Cortez. Um, He's good. dude. Yeah. I've been spotting him in some leagues. So I'm with you.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, the, he's only given up what two home runs uh, so far in 37 and two thirds, uh, 27% strikeout rate, 9% walk rate, Uh, you know, left-handed helps kind of soften the, the, the short porch there uh, in Yankee stadium. I'm, I'm, I, I kind of like what he's been doing. I think, you know, uh, he's got four legit pitches. Uh, and I've never been a big Montgomery guy to begin with. And so I think I this never. kind of colors my my view of it a little bit. But I think I lean Cortez here. Uh, but who knows what the Yankees will do. They may just go back to the guy who uh, they, they've been trying to get going for quite a while uh, in Montgomery and in on well. So...
0: There's enough space for Montgomery to still be in with Cortez. Someone's got to go out out of
1: Herman. Once
0: Herman's healthy, we don't know what the shoulder is going to do. And and then we don't know for sure on COVID, right? Like it's – there's usually a a set timetable. But if you get kind of a Moncada-esque bout, it can be longer. Uh, Fraley was out a good while too uh, with COVID. So you you don't know for sure, and we'll kind of see. But I I say go with Cortez for the short term. Uh, He gets KC this week, tomorrow, pitches on Tuesday. And I say go for it. And then he should even get in that next week because of how many games they have, eight games in seven days. So yeah, Cortez is very intriguing to me. Uh, Let's stick with the Yankees talk. Glaber Torres a moment. I know we've talked about him uh, recently, back early July, I believe. Mm And he's kind of turned it around a little bit. Now he goes to the IL, and basically with that is now is he a full cut for you And say, 12-teamers with the sprain left thumb, even though he was kind of moving in the right direction a bit. But with the injury, does is that enough for you to cut him in, in shallower formats?
1: Hmm. I haven't seen a timetable yet on this one. Uh, but... If he's going to be out anything longer than probably the minimum, yeah, I think he is. I think we're getting to this point uh, now where anybody who's going to be out longer than a minimum stay is uh, is cuttable or getting pretty yeah. close to being cuttable. There,
0: there's there's still no timetable. I um, it was all stealing a base, which is a worthy point because since that last review that we did of him back, it's actually almost it was literally a month ago, uh, yesterday, so he's got about a month of playing time. Shaved down to 25 games because the All Star break, but he's in 304, 343, 489 with three homers and seven steals in that time. So Glaber, quite a bit better than than he'd been. I, I I do think a bit more holdable than I originally came into this thinking because I didn't realize just how well he'd done, especially with the running. It's almost as if he wants to make sure that he's delivering some value. I don't not necessarily think that he gives a shit about fantasy baseball, but like <laughs> to deliver some, some like value. <laughs> for his baseball cards, uh baseball card numbers there and doing so via the steals with twelve this year in fifteen attempts. So does that change your outlook there, assuming it let's let's put it at like um a two to three week entry. Let's say let's say that's I don't know what the timetable is and there has not been an update today. So if it's two to three weeks, based on what he's doing, you holding Glaber in, in twelve teamers.
1: I think I'm gonna try. Um, I mean, since the All Star break, he's got six stolen bases, three home runs, hitting 300. Yeah, like yeah, like I said, it's only an extra week
0: beyond that to get back to the last yeah, time we talked about him on the pod, and he's been killing it.
1: It's yeah. I think I try to. Uh, I think you gotta. I think you gotta. I don't think you have to. I think I think I think you want to try to, but I mean, you. Look, I mean, I look at some of my teams right now, and just the graveyard of red suitcases yeah and like I, ca- I can understand like going oh this is this is not gonna happen um
0: if, he, if he's like your third suitcase which is which is what they put for for injuries you know or or the red il on some websites whatever it is the red cross mm-hmm. on uh on cbs whatever it is if he's like your third guy i get it but if he's your first or second Injury. I yeah, think you yeah, got to yeah. try to keep Glaver because that speed is pretty nice. Now, to contradict myself or at least put up the counterpoint, what if he stops running because he did it while stealing? What if yeah. that slows it down? Because it's hard to avoid the head first slide. And you kind of have to.
1: On the plus side, like after he stayed in the game after injuring it. Like, okay. So, so it like he finished like... out the game and made, you know, a couple diving plays and stuff after. Okay that so maybe there's a chance this is like you know they did go get him an mri but they haven't like released you know said oh well he tore this legumes out so they just put him on the aisle i think this might be just a matter of hey let's let's make sure he's healthy um and maybe he's back in 10 days i would at least wait until we have
0: more information Certainly. Yeah, timetable plays a big role here with Gleyber-Torres, and I will stress that as well because I completely agree that should be playing a big role in your decision. All right, let's put a couple guys in focus. Let's start with a returning pitcher yesterday. James Caprellian came on back after basically the minimum stay for what I believe was a shoulder inflammation. I I think it wasn't anything massive. It might have just been a little bit of a phantom. Um, A shoulder impingement. I was going to say that, but then I was like, shouldn't that take more than 10 days? I guess not. So whatever it was, it wasn't too crazy for Caprillion. He comes off the IL, pitches a quality start against the Rangers, six innings, two runs, four strikeouts. Um, He's been great this year. He has a 322 ERA, 114 whip, 83 strikeouts and 78 in the third innings. James Caprillion, rest of season, somebody that you are setting and forgetting? As long as they're running him out there in Oakland, which I believe they're going to kind of have to. He's, he's in, integral to their success.
1: I think so. I mean, if you kind of look through his game logs, the thing you notice is he's had kind of two bad starts, and that's yeah. it. You know, the, the sixth spot in Four and a Thirty gave up against uh, San Diego, where they kind of just dinked him and dunked him to death.
0: Still, still got your six Ks as well, mm-hmm. but just had to come out because it was eighty nine pitches already.
1: And then uh, the uh, the Seattle game, I think that was Memorial um, Day weekend, so maybe just had a little bit too much to drink the night before. Right? <laughs> <laughs> too <laughs> what, many what, hot dogs. What, wasn't feeling just,
0: it. Was gonna uh, vomit. Yeah.
1: So, uh, but on that, like, he's been really, really good this season, um, including some like really big strikeout games, like uh, one where he went seven innings against Boston and struck out ten. Uh, I'm, yeah, I think he is kind of a every uh, every week starter for me for right now. Uh, for me,
0: too. I, I like Aprilian. Former big time prospect, top 100 mm-hmm. guy, peaked at, at 58 at BP and MLB, according to the little uh, boxes there that they have on baseball reference. Um, was a first round pick, got traded over in kind of that quantity. For quality deal there where they got a bunch of different guys including somebody we're actually going to talk about yeah, momentarily my boy. <laughs> uh it was a Sunny gray deal where you know they didn't get like a massive name caprillion was the biggest name but he was injured at the time so it was kind of like ah geez we're buying we're buying low what are we doing here but it was caprillion dustin fowler and then jorge mateo who like mm-hmm. i said we're actually going to discuss later uh for Sunny gray and so they've had to kind of wait a while that trade was back in 2017 so they kind of put him through the finishing school right they didn't fully develop him but they got him back healthy let him finish up his uh his minor league work in triple a mostly and then boom he came up and he's been really nice for them um this year so I, I like i said i think he's an integral part of of their performance the rest of the way i'm starting caprillian all the time it would take like an extenuating circumstance of like i don't know the dodgers in some interleague i think even against like houston I'm, I'm i'm just kind of setting and forgetting with caprillion
1: i think yeah i think for the most part i am as well obviously you know if he's got a really tough matchup and you've got you know somebody else who's
0: yeah you decent with the, it.
1: yeah with a good you... matchup or whatever i also think like caprillion has a real chance to take another step at some point i agree um I you know the changeup is really good, the slider's really good, command is good. I'd love to see him push that fastball usage below 50% and really start to like throw the slider and the changeup more. Um and I think if he does that, we could be looking at a guy who uh takes a big next step coming into next season. So he may be a guy that uh Especially if he's healthy. I mean, health has been a big issue for him in the minor leagues. So Big time, yeah. Uh, if he can finish season healthy uh, and we can maybe see him start to make a little bit of picks, uh, pitch mix change, um, he's going to be a guy that I'm probably targeting quite a bit next year.
0: Yep. Totally agree. I like Oakland pitchers kind of as a, a general idea. Uh, I don't think he's going to be super expensive, barring just like a crazy finish for Caprillion. So I'll be buying as well. Uh, let's put... How farmer in focus? I know he's been kind of uh, a hot pickup of late. He was—he's been out of his mind for a while, and you know he's kind of one of these utility guys that a lot of people know the name but have never really rostered. Maybe played him in like DFS or something, and he wasn't doing anything notable this year. I mean, coming into July, he was hitting 213, 282, 310. No reason to think that this guy was going to be the next hot thing. But sometimes that's what playing time does, man. You're playing every day, and you really find a rhythm. Since July 1st, Kyle Farmer hitting 376, 429, 624, with five homers, 15 ribbies, and 20 runs, which is a 112 full-season pace. Is there any legitimacy to what Kyle Farmer's doing?
1: I mean, I think there's some legitimacy to it, but, like, does it matter that much?
0: Is he like, yeah? That's kind of my question because you you missed a lot of this, right? Unless you're like an NL only, where you're putting anybody with a pulse in, he wasn't picked up until mm-hmm. probably deep into this run, late late July. Maybe started looking, and saying, okay, I got I got to do this at this point, and you still have gotten even if you just got him over the last like 12 games. It's a 10, 22 OPS. With a homer and nine ribbies and ten runs, because he's getting on base really nicely. Um, Even with the legitimacy that you see, if you see like you said, you see some. Can he hold a playing time role when uh, when Senzel comes back? Who's supposed to bounce between the uh, center field and shortstop positions there? I
1: I doubt it. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's been great. Moose is
0: back too, by the
1: way. Yeah, Moose is back, um, which complicates things. Because uh, they've got to figure out a place for
0: Suarez. That place has been the bench. Yeah. Well, he he started uh, Deservingly Sunday. so. Yeah, and he's starting today against the lefty, which makes sense with, with versus Moustakis. But like, he's not a full-time starter. They have not sent him back to short in the four days since Moose came back because of how Farmer's playing.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I think there there's going to be a trade on the horizon in the offseason to try to figure out some of this logjam here in Cincinnati. How they didn't figure this out before the start of the season, I still don't really understand. I mean, he's been running with a 4.56 Babbitt in the second half, Farmer has. Is
0: that, is that high?
1: It's it's or... a bit high. Um, so just, just a little bit high. Uh, so, I mean, he's clearly going to regress a ton in the batting average, batting average department. I still think he could hit, like, I don't know, 260 270 um the problem is like there's not very much power in this bat there's not yeah, so
0: like what, that what comes with speed. with it then
1: that's it's why i said em- it doesn't empty, really matter like empty batting average with
0: with some yeah, runs
1: scored but it's not even like a premium batting average like if you yeah. want empty batting average i want like the like the peak joe panic like 290 like batting average with a bolt load of runs. David uh,
0: Fletcher when he's not yeah, on fire, exact perfect example.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't think Kyle Farmer is that guy. Now, one thing Kyle Farmer does uh, have is multi-positional eligibility at a lot of different spots uh, mm-hmm. in some leagues, um, and even in the leagues where you have ten game in season, uh, he doesn't. He's going to gain second base here shortly, making first base at some point. Um, like so, like in your deeper formats, like that eligibility is nice. It's a you know good offense to be hitting in. I think sure. they'll figure out ways to get him in the lineup, but ultimately, I just don't think his profile uh, is that great that we want to be uh, like going out to pick him up. I think he's just kind of a a fill in right now, and as things begin to uh, complicate because guys are coming back healthy like Senzel, or he just cools down. Back to what he normally is, I don't think he's yeah. going to be very interesting for fantasy.
0: That, that's where I'm at with Cal Farmer. It's been a fun story to watch, and and he's he's crushing. So he is uh, rostered in so many leagues because he was just doing too well to ignore. But he will come back to his numbers, and he has a 99 WRC plus. That strikes me as about right of where he should be projected going forward. Um, with like you said, a 260 something average, some runs. Couple chip in homers, but not much else. I mean,
1: if so, he uh, if he still had catcher eligibility like he did, that would be something. Yeah, uh, I think it was last season he had a little bit yeah. of catcher eligibility still. Then that would be very interesting. But without that, it doesn't. It, he's just not that interesting of a player.
0: Agreed, and I don't see him getting back there. They have a pretty nice platoon with Barnhart and Stevenson. So. No chance to finagle that really for farmer right now uh, as it is. All right, let's talk about a couple of waiver pickups that we focused on yesterday, whether we got them or not. Uh, they're interesting names to us. We hinted at who yours is going to be, but mine's Devin Williams, the uh, elite reliever for Milwaukee. He's had an interesting year, wherein you know he got off to a really bad start. And It's like, oh, this is why you don't take the 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 hot reliever coming off their best season. And by the way, I totally agree with that even if Williams had pitched well you, you're supposed to find the next one you're not supposed to pay the premium for the Devin Williams uh, or the peak Dylan Batances you, you got to go out and, and find them yourself um, but he smoothed out his season he really got on track frankly if you really look at it he's kind of been on track since since late April uh, mm-hmm. there's a few more bumps in in May but whatever but so yeah just kind of looking since early June it's it's 19 innings Spanning 21 outings, Williams has a .47 ERA with 31 strikeouts in those 19 innings and just over a one whip. It's a 105 because he is still walking, guys, a little bit. But other than that, he's got his dominance back. And Josh Hader hit the IL. Now, it was the COVID IL, but he did test positive. Mm -hmm. So that's going to give Williams a little leeway. Plus, depending on how things set up for you, if you're trying to get some wins and you kind of have an open spot, he can vulture some wins as well because he's he's pitching high leverage again. He's back to being the, the one-two punch with Hater. So I, I like Devin Williams. I got him in a couple leagues. If I can get a couple saves this week, it, it pays for itself because I didn't even have to spend uh, – it was $6 max for, for Devin Williams.
1: Yeah, I grabbed Williams in a couple leagues too. I mean the problem with like what's happening in Milwaukee uh, is they're kind of just like we don't care who's next man up. Like there is no yeah, exactly. guy. Uh, yeah. They they gave but, but I
0: think I still think you know while Hater's out they're gonna go to they're gonna go to Williams
1: no, no? so they've already gone to all three guys like in in you know Sutter blew one against the Giants Boxburger, I believe got a save and Williams has gotten a save so like it's really whoever they feel was, has with,
0: the... wait who else was it with Suter
1: uh, Boxberger
0: so wait with Suter I'm gonna have to I guess it was it was lefty based.
1: I can't remember who is up against. Uh, because
0: what's his phase? Williams has pitched in the ninth the last three outings, and I, I just, I don't know. I really feel like he's the guy they want to go to. Obviously, they don't want to run him into the ground, but for the most part, he's going to be the the, the choice there. For it's only a few saves anyway. Like we don't know how long Hater's even yeah. going to be out. But I like him just because I'm getting the strikeouts and the ratios right now. Like everything's there. Like Williams is back is what is my main. Yeah, point.
1: and and I agree with you. I mean, he he's been fantastic, and I think you know uh, the WHIP hasn't been elite or anything like that. But um, you know, two fifty two ERA, one twenty seven WHIP, a bolt letter strikeouts. Um, you know, and I I kind of ignore a lot of that early season work that you were talking about, uh, only because he missed so much of spring training. Like, we forget, like, he was coming off of... Yeah. Like, I think it was a shoulder issue. Uh, That's right. He didn't even start pitching to like, late March. So, like, his April, where he was struggling a little bit, was mostly him just trying to, like, get, like, back in shape and stuff. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I think even if he's not getting all of the save opportunities while he out, I think the strikeouts uh, and and the ratios are going to be good enough to uh, kind of offset any of that. So he's definitely someone people should be picking up. He shouldn't be available in so many leagues. Um, I luckily he's have spe- him already in, had him already in Towers. Uh, just yeah, in especially after
0: happens. this this weekend. I would have thought that he'd be – Devin Williams would be down near 100%. Um, with regards to this weekend, they went to Suter – that was after Williams had pitched three of the last four days. Mm-hmm. And then Boxberger did not get a save attempt. He pitched in the eighth and blew it in the eighth, like lost the game in the eighth. But mm-hmm. that is not the ninth. So All right. I, think I, it's devil. I think it's uh, Devin. Uh,
1: I will say What's... like on a completely like similar subject, but not talking about these guys necessarily uh, doing this, this draft that I'm doing, this three sport draft um, you thought closing uh, closers were a mess coming into the 2021 20, <laughs> season? Just you wait for the 2022 season. Um, oh no, it is gonna be gross. I,
0: I I I truly can't even can't even fathom. Like I, I believe it. I believe it totally. It's just I, I took I two to of the top right
1: three now. closers off the board just so I wouldn't have to mess with it.
0: I don't blame you. And I will do it again next year. I yeah. did it this year. I didn't want to get in to all that garbage. And I was able to, you know, mostly avoid it.
1: I mean, once, uh, you know, just like looking at my little my little uh, spreadsheet that I kind of set up for myself. Like once Hayter and Hendricks and Rossio Iglesias are off the board, like who's the next best closer? Say that again?
0: Who are the guys that are off? What,
1: what, what, you know, I took Hendricks. Yeah. Someone took Hader and yeah. then I took Rossi Iglesias. Who's the next best closer? Presley. And then I would have taken Presley over him. Um, you would have taken Presley over Iglesias?
0: Yes. Wow, okay. I just I trust Houston a little bit more, I think. I think that's re- I think it's really Yeah,
1: bad. the thing is Iglesias is a is a free agent, and whoever oh, signs so him is signing him to just be That's fair the guy. That's completely
0: fair. Um would next then be Edwin Diaz? Maybe, and then Matt Barnes. But like Edwin
1: Diaz, in terms of like uh, fantasy dollars earned, is not like in the top like twenty of relief
0: pitcher. Well, yeah, he has a four twelve year. Yeah, he really got blown up there with that recent run of awfulness. I mean, that Jake Stones is like, I mean, so, like, so
1: disgusting. For instance, like Cosay um, should
0: be next. To be honest, it looks like he's got
1: the gig. Uh, but again, he he he's right above Edwin Diaz in terms of fantasy dollars earned.
0: We right. only had sixteen saves, and yeah. imagine where he would be though if he had the twenty-three that Diaz has. So yeah, your point is well taken though because there's not a right answer. Yeah, it's, like, it's we don't I mean, we don't it's know it's going to be a is. nightmare. Yeah, projecting already. for like for four guys already, and then all of a sudden you're you're like, what the frick? This is yeah. a nightmare. That's brutal. Did we say Chapman? Was he? I Ch- guess he.
1: Chapman has, you know, he he's, again, not the top 20 of, of roto dollars earned. like, But I think he'll be one of the guys, feet, as long as his
0: shoulder's healthy. Yeah. Will be you be like, trusting Kimbrell next year now? Cause depends now you on where, play that, that, where he is. Like, okay, I'll, yeah. Because if he stays, he does have another year on that deal. And obviously if he stays with the White Sox, he's not closing. But if they win a World Series and he likes being, you know, the, the fireman to... Uh, Hendricks' closer, he might just say F it. But let's say he's on a team closing. Solid team. Capable of competing. And he's probably the number
1: four guy. Four or five with Presley.
0: At that point, though, like, man, I don't want to double down on being wrong, but then I'm like playing the
1: hot... Don't don't, do not No, no, (laughs) no.
0: I'm not going to talk... I'm not saying his skills aren't there. They're very clearly there. But then you're playing the hot potato of age and you know when he doesn't have it, the walks are going to come right back. Like... We got a glimpse of what the end looks like for Kimbrel in 18, 19, and 20 because that's how it's going to go, is the walks will come back. But will it be next year? Will it be in three years? That I don't know. That's the scary part. Now, I will fully take the fat, disgusting L that I ate this year on Kimbrel. There's no two ways around it. I'm not trying to soft pedal that. I'm just saying for the future now, though, you're you're still trusting an old reliever who is – uh, uh, Walk prone, let's say Even if he isn't currently walking, guys So that's my concern But I don't want to bog down on that Because we are up against the clock And we do have to get to your guy You got Jorge Mateo back on the board Because he's on a different squad Yeah,
1: so Mateo got DFA'd by the Padres he was been out of options for a while That's how he ended up on the Padres Um, And they just didn't have room for him Uh, And the Orioles claimed him and they're apparently looking like they're going to give him some real opportunities here. They uh,
0: should like, not just cause we like him I and mean, he's your guy. So I'm giving mm-hmm. you, you know, the, 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 the crown there, but I, I'm, I've always been with you on the Mateo love and not just cause we like him, but like, what do they have to like? Why wouldn't they do it? It's a 26 year old that you could maybe spike something out of. If you can get him anywhere near his projected height from when he was a prospect.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, you know, the Orioles have, let's see, 50 games left,
0: 52 games left.
1: He's stolen Mm -hmm. two bases in the first three games he played with the
0: Orioles already. And he played one against lefty, one against righty. He has a Mm right-hander. I always feel like he's a switch hitter because he has a switch hitter, like, profile. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, seriously, what are you doing if you don't play him every day? He's infield, outfield, so you can mix Mateo in all the time. Which is perfect for a team like the Orioles. I think if you are in weekly leagues and you didn't make a move this week on him, which a lot of leagues did not, you can wait this this week and see. But if he plays most of the week, I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the stab, especially if you're yep. speed hungry.
1: Yeah. I mean he's he's one of these guys that could have like a Garrett Hampson, a uh Mondesi type last month of the season where he does steal eight bases uh or nine a bases month. or ten bases yeah. in a month. And then all of a sudden, you've just jumped four guys in your league, in the stolen base category,
0: and, won, can, and won
1: yourself the league. So
0: could fulfill that role that VR did for them. Yeah. Um, like he's not, he's not appreciably worse than 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 VR. Nope. Um, I think he's, And I'm, talk, think I'm talking he's, VR back then.
1: Even. Yeah, I think he's very much like VR in a lot of respects. Doesn't have the uh, the discipline the the plate discipline yeah. that VR did I mean VR had like you know close to double j walk rates, uh you know when he was really good so I mean he's not gonna walk but if he can just get on base at a 300 clip
0: oh god yeah I like, mean Mondesi can't even do that and he steals a million so yeah he he, he has game changing speed
1: yeah I mean he, he stole Come 24 on, and 25 man. in 2019 and 2018 in AAA like he's he, he's one of the fastest guys in Major League Baseball.
0: He's 7-for-7 he's seven seven this year, Mateo, is in 105 plate appearances. So if Boston's giving him a shot, I say get in Baltimore. there, folks. Or Baltimore. Uh, Who did I say? Boston? Boston. Right? No. Um, but yeah, he started the last two days. Keep an eye on him this week. I think, I think everyone has at least a six-game week. So while they aren't playing tonight, because a lot of teams aren't, I think Baltimore... Yeah, they play six games. Three at home um, against my Tigers. And then... F- Three on the road against the Red Sox with uh, let's see righty lefty righty righty lefty lefty so mixed bag there three and three if he starts five of those games I'm 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 getting I'm getting Matteo this weekend yeah all right Justin that's gonna wrap it up for us on Monday here anything else uh, that you're looking forward to this week
1: no um, I would like to uh, say whoever came up with the idea of uh putting teeth under pillows for the Tooth Fairy uh, is a jerk. Um, Seriously,
0: why, why, why as, did anyone do me that? me at
1: 3 o'clock in the morning trying to find where this effing tooth was.
0: Yeah, fumbling around for me. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that was fun. Um, That's so brutal, dude. Especially because my daughter has a bunk bed. So I'm like on a <laughs> stool while my other, my little one's like down below, like hoping oh like, God. I, like, like neither wake up as I'm like ratcheting my arm underneath a (laughs) pillow with
0: a 10 year old's head on it uh yeah what do you uh what do you say uh what's your availability thursday afternoon thursday afternoon
1: i am available except for an hour in which i'm teaching a group so uh
0: 12 p.m central we could watch chris bassett against eli morgan one of the guys we talked about today that sounds fantastic let's do that that's the game of the week folks if you're on our discord um Patreon, on patreon if you're under the discord tier uh, that's the second tier and higher you can get in come through you don't have to talk if you're not you know if you're shy in front of groups or whatever you just come in we have the game streaming in discord and we're just talking baseball having a good time so that'll be on thursday August you might August get 12th, paul to do. yell at you if you say something could, stupid could yell at you It was a fun debate um, and I did not just berate somebody. He was a game opponent and uh, he, he didn't back down either by the way, he was wrong. The hilarious thing was it was about whether or not Brandon Belt is injury prone. And literally an hour later, maybe not even an hour later, of the game we were watching, Belt got hurt and served the IL stint that he just returned from. By mm-hmm. the way, he hit four homers over the weekend. i yeah, Were you by that? He just came back and said... Yo, I'm back. What's up? He's trying to get to 20 uh, home runs. It's just, you know. He, for, Yeah, for the first time ever, he really wants to get there. But, yeah, so come through. It's a lot of fun. We've been having a blast. We encourage the guy uh, to go to the Angels game. He's like, I don't know. like, These are these are the experiences that you remember. You got to go. It was, I think Otani was pitching. So it's a lot of fun. Discord. It was, uh, it was Starling pitcher. Marte's first game. That's right. In, That's in right. Oakland. And it was against the Angels. Um, so you got to do it. So anyway, Justin, have a good one. I will talk to you in a few days. Take it easy.